You're listening to the Influential Conversations podcast with the property management coach and industry influence of the year, Kurt Stafford and guests. Hello again, and welcome to another in the series of Influential Conversations. My guest this morning is Mr. Nick Georges from the LJ Hooker Group and also the Atlas Property Group, which is a subsidiary, I guess you'd say, of, of LJ Hooker. Nick's roles, well, Nick's a, he's a busy guy. He's the, the, the head of, uh, of property management nationally for the LJ Hooker Network, plus also he's the, the head of, uh, of the Atlas Property Group, both in the sales and the property management sphere. Nick, thank you so much for your time, and welcome to Influential Conversations. How are you doing? Very, very well. Absolute pleasure, Kurt. Yeah. Busy, oh, that's busy time. Very excited about having chat. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's very kind of you. And look, you're right. It is it is a very, very busy time, uh, particularly in the industry. We're about to hit silly season with the spring listing season coming on. And obviously that brings it brings a lot of movement. But that's that's a conversation, I guess, that we can touch on as we go, if you like. Nick, tell us about you. How You've been in the industry for 22 years, we were saying before. Yeah. How did you get into, into real estate or particularly how did you get into property management? So like like most people in the property management space, I didn't, uh, I wasn't coming through high school thinking I'm going to be a property manager or I'm going to get into the property management world. I was playing football, rep, or rep yep. soccer. Um, and uh, Or the other football. Yeah, the real football. <laughs> <Ball> game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the age of eighteen, I I got injured. My father basically said to me, "You've got to get a job." This was at the end of the, the school. At the end of school, you've got to get a job. And my old my old man's a, a painter by trade, and and did a lot of work for a number of local agents in the area. Mm. Uh, yeah. And put me in touch with one of the agents, and I started my real estate journey. Um, in sales, actually. Um, oh, so, okay. um, for a for a gentleman office, if anyone. Oh, oh gee, yeah, there's uh, a name for the past. Being a gentleman. Um, so I, I spent the first twelve months of my real estate career doing letterbox drops and putting up signboards, call flute signboards, yeah. and really, it was actually a really good time because uh, a lot of the time I was doing the signboards and the drop, uh, the, the letter drops. Uh, but I spent when I wasn't out doing that, I was sort of floating around the office. Getting a bit of understanding on on how the sales process works, uh, how property management worked at the time, um, and a bit of commercial as well. So I I spent twelve to eighteen months of that office really just floating, and yeah, it was sort of a really good foundation uh, to get into the real estate industry. And twenty two years later, here I am. Uh, yeah, so I I think yeah, it's it's a very different. I think it's a very different start to a real estate journey because mm-hmm. I toggled between sales and property management for a good 10 to 12 years in my okay. career. I was a selling a selling agent. Um, I was a property manager. I was a property officer and, and sort of toggled between the two and found a home in property management in my second in my second office. And yeah, which I was there for 22 years in the industry. I've only been, this is only my fourth, uh, my fourth place of work. So yeah. Um, I've spent uh, a lot of time in a lot of different pla- uh, different places, and yeah, really found my home in property management. Uh, I think I think the reason for the longevity is because I have toggled between sales and property management. I can see it from 
I look at property management a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's I think that's what we need. I think we need that different thinking because there's there's a lot of sameness, um, whether you call it cookie cutter or whatever you want to call it, but nobody's been imaginative really in the property management space. So it's starting to change now because we've got some really interesting players coming through. We've got the advent of, of, of standalone property management offices, which has been the thing over the last 20 years. <clears throat> but we, we, we've always, every time I hear somebody say this, <laughs> I cringe um, because it's normally used as defensive, but you know, we've always done it one way. We've not really yeah. looked at it differently and we've now got the opportunity. I think COVID's helped that. We've now got the opportunity to to imagine it differently. And I think that's what you're starting to do with with Atlas, isn't it? Yeah, so so Atlas is um Atlas is part of the LJ Hooker group, one of the yep. one of the three brands uh, that are part of LJ Hooker. It's it's sort of more targeted at um a bit of more of a, a prestige and prestige marketplaces and sort of high performing agents. We've got two main offices and three satellite offices, so five offices altogether, um, and really focused at specific marketplaces. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit different um, from a property management side of, of Atlas. Um, I had a chance to come into the business and really start something from scratch Yep. Um, at the time, which was four years ago now when we launched Atlas Property, or five years ago, sorry, when we launched Atlas Property Management. I did a, I did the whole research on which platform we're going to go go into and what kind of service levels are we going to provide and I think that often gets talked about when when people start a property management business but more often than not they just fall into the cookie cutter the cookie cutter kind of yeah. style of office and I had a yeah, I had a chance to to start something really special and at the time it was very very uh, well received by the marketplace I think that's something that I did have in my in my advantage in the Lowell North Shore, Sydney, and yeah, we started a property management business with uh, a trustless property management platform, a very uh, personalised service because a lot of the other a lot of the mundane property management tasks were automated. Um, yeah, good. Over the past five years, um, it's a really exciting time for property management at the moment with um, with all the new tech and um, and a lot of these. Property management only businesses bringing in a lot of offshoring and uh, really, it's a really interesting space for, like you said, a lot of big offices um, are going into the cookie cutter, have been cookie cutter mode for ten or fifteen years. There's some there's some platforms and things that you can do right now in the property management space that have huge efficiencies um, and obviously can can increase your ROI at the end of the day. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> and, and look, I, I, I see. New tech. And I, I get a demo of a, a new platform probably once a week. Yeah. And some of it's really exciting. I, I look at some of it and go, <clears throat> but years ago I'd be going, oh, no, no, we can't. We've got no room for that in, 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 in the industry, those sorts of things. I'm very close off to it. But I think over the last probably you know, 10 years or so, my mind sort of expanded out to go, well, you know, it's not just one way of doing things. <clears throat> and we don't have to be doing every task. Like you said, a lot of the repetitive stuff, if you can, if you can automate that, or offshore it, you actually make your PM's job a lot easier. And I've yeah. seen new stuff coming up, and I'm, it's it's bloody exciting. And some of the stuff that's coming through, and some of the stuff we've seen, I mean, we've we've had about someone said we had seven years worth of tech um, since this whole mess started three and a half years ago. We've had seven years worth of tech adapted and adopted 
in, in that amount of period. Okay. So we're now into the next iteration, that next generation that wasn't supposed to be around for another three, four, five years. And I think this this is the real, over the next two to three years, is a real sweet spot for, for property management. Um, I have a look at multiple businesses. On a, I, we've got 400 offices in the group, uh, mm. over 400 offices in the group, and you see... Uh, you see the ones who are the early adopters and, and the ones that are really open to open to the technology and open to being able to pivot really quickly on 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 something that would fit their style of business. And it's like I said, it's a really exciting time uh, because they're. I think that the thing in property management over the past or forever has been the property manager is everything to everyone. So yeah. they're the maintenance expert and they're the investment expert and. At times, they're the psychologist for the for the landlord, <laughs> the tenant, and especially now in the current in the current yeah. climate with with what's happening across the country, which is. Um, but I think you left out referee as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I really think the key to a successful property management business moving forward is to put the right person in the right seat. So. It, Getting that property manager, I think with all the tech and all the fantastic stuff that we've got happening in the space, the relationship with, is still number one, both with the with the landlord and the tenant. If you can find that person to, to manage that relationship and build that relationship and plug in the tech around that person, whether it be offshoring or platforms or whatever it is, that is the way forward to run a successful, profitable property management business. Yep. Finding that person to manage the relationship and a lot of the other stuff you can you can outsource and, and right. plug in. Yep. Uh, it's exactly. that relationship. That's why we find that's why we're seeing a lot of the best people in property management are coming from different industries. Yep. Who, who aren't who aren't sort of tarnished by what's happened over the past 20, 25 years where the burnout and the um, people are leaving the industry after six or 12 months. And so a fresh yeah. set of eyes coming in. It's, it's, it's a really exciting space. Yeah, you're right. And some of the best people I've seen have come from, pardon me, from hospitality or some of the, some of the really, really good ones have come from highly systemized, dare I say, fast food enterprises yeah. because they understand process. You know, you, you, you make your burger this way. Yeah. The same as we do in, in, in PM. We we do things like this. You know, there is a process that we follow. The reason there's a process that we follow is because we know that it works. Yeah. We can always we can always improve it, but you know, we, we do it this way because we, we've tried every other way or we've tried the ways that we can think of. We try going off on tangents and we just keep it very simple and that's the way it goes. You know, you, you do, you know, part A goes into part B, goes into part C, and then you fold over to part D or something you know, along those lines. But it is, and you're right, it's it's that relationship customer service aspect that I think you know, we, we are really pretty darn good at in most cases, even though we've got you know, get canned from time to time because it doesn't always work, but nothing ever does. Yeah. But if you look at the areas outside of our industry you know, or the, the, the other sectors, you know, there, there are some amazing innovations coming through in customer service there's some amazing things coming through in terms of just our, our, our provision of, of, of service to our clients. And we've got to be open to, to exploring those and, and where, the, where there's a benefit implementing. Yeah. I think, that, I think the key is 
you touched on it earlier, Kurt. It's we're not we're not performing open heart surgery or splitting. Like we, it's it's not rocket science what we're doing. It's yep. there's a lot of our job is uh, a lot of property man the, the the task in the property management world are systemized. Are uh, mm-hmm. um, there? There's there's only certain way. There's only a certain way you can do a really good ingoing inspection or routine inspection. And, that kind of stuff is very process driven, um, like, and that's why the emphasis does need to be on the the, the person that's managing the relationship. I think that's the key part of running successful a successful PM business. Um, yep. And and like I said, plugging in all the the fantastic tech and, um, mm-hmm. and offshoring things that we've got going on at the moment, allowing that relationship manager to just manage the relationship um, and then, I mean, you always hear of how many properties is there's a property manager and that number, yep. you can debate it to the hills, but it doesn't actually, that number is irrelevant. It's mm-hmm. what tasks are that per, is that person performing and if that person is only performing the, the relationship building tasks, that number could be 100, it could be 400. Yeah, uh, that's depends right. what support is around them. So, yep. and that's sort of where it's heading. And, and like I said earlier, the, the automation, uh, the automation, the, some of the fantastic. I mean, you said you get you get one a week, or um, yep. asking you to come look at demos. I, I think you probably get two a day coming yep. to me. With, um, I think there's over, can't remember the exact figure, but something over seven or eight hundred uh, te- uh, prop tech platforms in the real estate space. And I think it's, I think I know. I know you can't. I know you can't implement all of them, but as a leader in a business, you should allocate some time to to look into some of these platforms. And they're not all going to be right for your business, but some of them can create huge efficiencies, not only for your property management team, but for your clients as well, which is as equally as important. I put the team looking after the investment, the investments, just as important as the landlord experience just as important as the tenant experience. Um, and that creates a, a really great ecosystem for uh, for the property management space in your business. And, and that also plugs in the sales team, um, the support team around you. You have to look at it holistically. It's not just it's not just one or the other. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's it, you you mentioned a minute ago, it, it's if it's good for one, it's generally good across the board. It, it'll it'll flow through because if you're we you say before you know, if you if your PM team's properly supported if you if your clients have got a, um, a a good experience as well and and you know, anyone who's heard me before will know that I don't differentiate between landlords and tenants as clients because they're both you know, they they they're both central to to the relationship so every time you're managing a relationship with one or the other you're actually also managing the other relationship as well. And if you've got it, you've got to have those communication skills very, very much on point. And our job, really, when you think about it, is all about communication. It's all about building that relationship. Yeah. It's even, I mean, I, I know this conversation has come up from time to time, and I think you and I have touched on it before in some of our combos. We call ourselves property managers, but that's really a misnomer because we're not managing the property. The property is static. Yeah, it doesn't need management. It's the people that we manage. It's the relationships that we manage, and that all comes down to ease of communication. And if you've got that working well, everything will flow from there. I think um, 
I think you you talk about the relationship, and uh, which is which is the key part. I mean, I think not only just property management; it's the key. It's the key element in, in all business across across multiple sectors. If if you've got the relationship with landlord, tenant, customer, client, tradesman, salespeople, it's everything comes back to the the, the relationship. And the key is the communication. And and when you talk about communication, that's when you can start to bring in all these other stuff, all these other things. Sorry, like the tech, uh, the tech piece, and um, all the other external things that plug into our business. Can assist with the tech. Sorry, can assist with the with the communication and the relationship. Um, but no matter how much tech we've got and how much how many other systems and programs we're plugged in, in my opinion, nothing beats picking up the phone and having a conversation or having a coffee with a landlord or getting them into the office. Um, you, it just it just solidifies that relationship even further. Um, and we all talk about sort of proactive conversations and things like that. All of that comes off the back of um, having the right systems, processes and people uh, Mm -hmm. and then all that other stuff will will flow on from there. Yep, absolutely right. And I've just made a very quick note as as we were talking. uh, I think I'll probably head this episode up. The key is communication. And and you're to me, there's 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 never been any substitute to an in-person conversation. Emails and text messages can, can only convey... A message. They're, they're basically at the end of the day, they're a bunch of dots on a screen. They've yeah. got no no personality, no warmth, no tone to them. And you still get people that that will be you know upset by the the, the tone of your email. It's yeah. just what that is. Is probably you you, you people. We all do it. We'll, we'll 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 bash out an email in in thirty seconds where we should have taken twenty minutes to to think on it first. And all of a sudden, it comes across as completely different to picking up the phone and going, "Hey, Nick, it's Kirk." This is what's going on, and, uh, you know, and and all of a sudden you've got a problem that's been resolved before it becomes a problem. But quite often, quite often, especially in the PM space, where you see, I might get a, a call from a property manager saying, "I've got this huge problem. Uh, it's going to go to tribunal." Yada yada yada, and yep. you you go into the office or you you have a look at the correspondence, and you just see you see email after email that's just oh. paragraph after paragraph. <laughs> Uh, and I look, I look at it, and, and it just your head just starts spinning. And my my initial reaction to that is, just pick up the phone, ring ring the. I don't care how irate someone is. If you pick up the, if you pick up the phone and just have a conversation, or ask them to come to the office, and just a lot of the time when you read those those really long winded emails, there's nothing. There's no substance to it. It's just a vent. It's just a vent. You're sitting yep. there. At, after a hard day's work, um, no one knows what's going on in, in in people's people's lives. There's a lot. There's a lot of personal stuff going on for everyone. It's just dumped into an email um, where you could mm. where you pick up a conversation. And say, I understand you might be uh, you might be upset about X Y Z. How we I understand um, how we're going to move. What do you want, and how how can we move forward with yep. this? And how can we resolve this? How can we yep. resolve it? Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm here to I'm here to assist you with resolving. I think one of the, th- the key things that I try and um, communicate to anyone that I speak to in the property management space, uh, it's not on us. We are we are the messenger here. We are yep. we are the conduit between the landlord and the tenant, and we will advise where we can. Ultimately, we're not making the decision, and I think that's something that during COVID, I think that's something a lot of people in the PM space 
struggled with. They felt they had irate landlords and irate tenants and it was a very difficult time for a lot of people trying to remove yourself from the crossfire is is a bit of an art in itself. I think that's That's something that people need to, in the PM space, should look at really closely and take a step back, uh, have a look at the facts and then try and navigate try and navigate the situation. Yeah, spot on. As you remove, you said it there, remove yourself, but also remove the personality because yeah. it's really, um, I mean, we, we, look, we're the holder of a lot of knowledge and it's up to up to us to try to, <clears throat> pardon me, to try to communicate that. But as you said, we're not the decision maker. All we're doing is party, passing on the information. One of the things that I was talking about at the conference a couple of weeks ago was, you know, here's the problem, here are our options, this is our recommendation. What do you think the solution should be? Because these are the effects, likely effects of each of these options on you and on the other side. So where do you think we should go with this? So we, and when you start becoming collaborative with it, rather than saying, well, this is just the way it's going to be, which is the old approach from the 80s, probably the 90s and into the early 2000s as well. You know, when you present someone with no option, well, of course, I mean, it's the same. If we get presented with something that we just said, well, you know, you've got no choice, you've got to do this, what are we going to do? We're going to be resistant. Yeah. 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 So the- you need, to, you need yeah. to be able to pivot, I think, in, in any in any form of business or in any in any kind of transaction. I think the, the most successful people, the ones that can pivot and try and or even be open open in the communication, like if you can say there needs to be a little bit of give and take from both parties, if both parties feel like they've They've had a win, yep. and you can generally resolve resolve the issue. There's obviously exceptions to that rule um, mm-hmm. at times, and, and I've seen that I've seen that over the over the years, and I'm sure everyone listening has as well. But most of the time, you can you can generally resolve things with a little bit of give and take, and generally people want to move on. They don't want to sit there That's and right. have a have a really long winded tribunal hearing or yep. run through the courts or mm-hmm. or yep. yeah. So you That's can right. generally. <laughs> I'm just getting him in and getting. I often used to get both parties in the office, landlord and tenant. Uh, at times it would get heated, but a lot of the times you'd be able to resolve it before that because that's what they do in the tribunal. Yes, you, end up sitting, right. you end up sitting in mediation. Uh, why not try and resolve that and save yourself the time and and um, to, to go to the tribunal mm. and try to resolve something, or even worse, trying to get having it heard by a member and then it's completely out of your control. That's exactly right, and, and, and then you're, you're really, yeah, you're really throwing yourself on the, uh, the, the 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 attitude of the adjudicator, which, whichever setting you're in, yeah. um, to 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 deal with it. Because if if we keep control of something, if we keep control of the conversation, we're going to be a lot further advanced, or be able to advance further than we would, as you said, in, in a tribunal or in a, in a mediation. And I'd, we, say that, just, yeah. I'd say that to both clients. I'd say um, we can come up with a resolution here, the three mm-hmm. of us, while we're sitting in a room, uh, or we can pass the decision to someone else and we will not have any control over That's right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, quite often, or not quite often, generally all the time, or all the time is the, the best thing to do is to just be really open and transparent with all parties um, and try and come up with a resolution. Yep, absolutely. Spot on. Nick, challenges. We will face them. Yes. What do you what do you see with, within your your remit with with hookers and also with Atlas? Where do you see most property managers facing their their, their greatest challenges outside of 
communication? I think the, the, the challenge is, the biggest challenge is the what I, what I mentioned earlier, uh, the property managers being everything to everyone. I mm. think they, um, like I said, they, they're the psychologist, the, the maintenance expert, there's the tech expert, the investment expert, the mortgage expert. They, 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 that a lot of them, and a lot of it's the pressure, the, the pressure's put on themselves. Business owners need to understand that that they need to support their PMs and put them in the right seats. So the the senior property manager, because what what quite often happens is the property manager leaves, and yeah. the property officer that is the next person up, and they get thrown into that role without the proper training, without the proper experience, and six or, six or eight months later, that person's overwhelmed, uh, under yep. pressure, and exits the industry. It's you, you see it every you see it every. And there's a, there's the old notion of the or not the old notion, but the the average lifespan of a property manager at the moment is eight or nine months, which is it's really it's really yeah, concerning. Um, but the ones that have got the right systems and processes and uh, support around them. Um, often, quite often, you you see them thriving in their role. Um, yep. I was I was at a business last week who have uh, two and a half thousand managements, um, and the property ma- um, the property manager, the relationship manager, that's all they do. They just manage the relationship with the landlord. That's all they do, and they've got all support team around them. Um, who do all the administration work, and then they've got people, uh, field officers who are doing ingoings and, and outgoings and routines and showing properties. The, the sole role of the, the the property manager is to manage that relationship. Yep, that's um, And right. I think I think that's the biggest challenge is because property management has been such a this is how we've always done it attitude yeah. across. That's not just across. That's across Australia. It's it's. Yeah. Um, I think the sooner we can we can start to pivot and understand that just because you've done it like that doesn't mean that's that's going to work over the next five or ten years, and it's not, and it's not going to be profitable. So yeah. the, the way the way that uh, property management's moving is is moving into the tech space, is moving into the outsourcing space, and there's really a a, a relationship building business uh, and all yeah. the other. Stuff. Look, look after itself. Yep, that's right. And I was you, you, you're spot on because I was, I was I was out talking yesterday to a to a, uh, a firm uh, in the northern suburbs of Melbourne, and they've got about three thousand properties under management. Some of their staff have been with them. So the average is about four years, but some of his staff have been with him for 11, 12, 13 years, and that's because they're properly supported. They've got all the tech platforms that they need. They've got VAs. <clears throat> They're completely paperless. They can operate from any one of the offices that they've got, and and the whole thing just runs seamlessly. And I just looked at that and I thought that's that's a really good solid business run by someone who's got the right ideas behind supporting the teams, and also is looking at tech all the time because one of the things that we were talking about was the tech stack that they've got and he's talking about programs and, and platforms that, that I haven't even come across yet. You're right. I think there's I think there's about 800 pieces of property technology as, as platforms, as apps, yeah. as, as software iterations around at the moment. That's, I think that's gone up by two-thirds on what it was five years ago. So and it's, it's only going to get 
yeah, it's only going to get uh, better and better and better for us as leaders in this space because, like I said earlier, it's not every bit of tech is going to is going to suit your business. There are pieces of tech that are absolute gold that mm-hmm. don't take too much to implement into your into your business. Um, and I think you talk about those those career property managers, I call them, the ones that have been in there 10, 12, 15 years, a lot of them are set in their ways. But one of the things that's held them in good stead for that long period of time is their ability to build relationships um, yeah. and an educational piece for them around how this new wave of tech and uh, can benefit them mm. and their business, I think, is the key. So, uh Ensure, like, if you've got a property manager that's been in your business for 12 years and is set in their ways, as a business owner or a business leader, they should be sitting in any any sort of um, demo or tech that that you've got because these these companies that are selling this tech can sell it to these people a lot better than you can as a business leader. Oh, for sure. They, they understand it. They can they can actually sell the benefit to that property manager. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a business leader who can come in and say they might they might be across the tech space, but they can come in and say, "Oh, this we're putting in this new piece of tech. You've actually got to you've got to get buy-in from your team before yep. you start implementing this tech because they're the ones that need to use it. And if you don't, it can very quickly unravel." Yep, true. Because <clears throat> if, if they're only using it as part of its capacity, or they're resistant to using it. Before, like, like I was saying before, if you you know present someone with one option, this is and that's you know, we're doing this. Well, yes, there's going to be resistance to it, but if you've got people there, can show them benefit, show them how it's going to save them time, how it's going to save them overwhelm, which you know both of which lead to to a reduction in their in their stress levels. Who who wouldn't be going? Okay, I'll put my hand up for that. Yeah, it's time. Time is the big one. So all the tech is built to provide more time yep. for the property manager to do. The dollar productive, it's it's very similar to a a really high level sales person or an EBU um, mm. lead salesperson in that in that team. Uh, generally, in in the prestige space or in in the high performance space, are generally only doing the dollar productive things. So, signing yep. up agency agreements and closing deals. They're the yep. two tasks that they're doing, and then the team around them are doing all the listing. Uh, Listing presentation, um, documentation, the comparable sales, um, booking in the open houses, all the all the other tasks involved with running a successful sales team are done. Um, yep. But the lead agent is only doing the dollar productive things, and that should be taken. We should take a leaf out of that in the property management space, where the property manager should only be doing the dollar productive things, which mm-hmm. are building yep. the relationship with the with the landlord. Uh, yep. And all the other stuff around it uh, can be done by other members of that team, whether they're virtual um, assistants or or other members of the team yep. around, or whether it's a platform. <coughs> because as we've been talking, this, this this entire conversation has been about two things: communication and technology. And this, this, this is exactly right. This this is where they they meld into each other. Yep. Because if you can automate, do it. Absolutely. Really. Because it's and the, I think- Sorry, it's you a go. time saving. It's a time saving, and and look, the the amount of cost involved that I've seen with a lot of these pieces of tech is is minimal. It's going to save us replacing people, because that's the biggest cost in any business. We're going to be a mile in front from a profitability point of view. And that um, that that property manager relationship would be um, 
with the landlord. It, it's there are so many things that we can offer from a from a property manager's perspective, from an investment specialist perspective. Um, if you're talking to the landlord about building the relationship, um, are you talking to them about uh, tax depreciation? Are you talking to them about um, refinancing their investment loans or not 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 going into detail but putting them in touch with people that specialize in that space um, I think that's where a very good property manager or investment investment manager when you're when you're trying to when you're trying to build a relationship you've got to, you, you've got to offer them something from a yep. business what is your point of difference as a property management business um, do you have um, do you have a mortgage broker that you can put them in touch with? Do you have uh, a, someone in tax depreciation? There's there's a whole bunch of different um, offshoots to property management, where ultimately you ultimately you buy an investment property to build wealth. Are you doing everything in your power as a property manager to try and increase your landlord's bottom line? Because that's why people buy investment properties. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like I said, you know, you, uh, accountants, mortgage brokers. Um, in, in insurance specialists, de- depreciation schedules, yeah. financial planners, well, estate advisors, through whether it's solicitors, or whatever. There's, there's half a dozen, we hardly even sort of given it much thought. But you're right, we, we've got a role to play as an advisor, yeah, as well as managing the, the, the relationship between the two parties. And the same can be said for a lot of the tenants because a lot of the tenants are, you know, they're, they're not all. You know, but just starting out, kids out of uni or anything along those lines. I've, I've, I've dealt over time with some very, very high net worth individuals who have chosen to rent or who yeah. are you know, renting whilst homes being built, renovated or anything along those lines. So, you know, our, our marketplace is as diverse as we choose to look at it as. And, and with, the, with the tenant side, um, paying rent, um, when people are looking at, uh, at loans, you can actually... Paying rent actually can go uh, towards getting a loan. They actually look at that. If you've got a really good tenant ledger, that goes to, that can go towards. Oh, this person's been paying six hundred dollars a week for the last eighteen months. Um, yep. They can they can afford to pay, and they've got enough affordability to pay X, Y, Z, and that can actually put you in good stead. Most tenants don't even know that. Mm-hmm. So you put, you put the tenants in charge. Um, that's why that's why things like when people talk about client nights. Uh, at um, in the property management space, are you inviting your tenants to that? I'd be inviting my tenants to that as well because most there's PMs, yeah, most PMs would be too afraid. Yeah, there's there's yeah. a um, there's a database of tenants there that in the next six, twelve, or eighteen months are going to be probably looking at purchasing investment property, and if yep. their experience that if their experience has been good with the office and they buy in the same marketplace. There's no reason why they shouldn't be coming to you. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I actually said that at a meeting this morning at this office. They're doing a client night, and I said, "Are you inviting the tenants?" Um, yeah. What was the response? Um, there was a bit of arguing, but it's the the average rent in, in this marketplace. I think for this office is about two thousand a week. So it's <laughs> people that are paying two thousand a week. Uh, I bet your bottom dollar most of those tenants have uh, have some kind of investment property somewhere. Um, yep. So um, it's just taking a different le- taking a different uh, approach and, and lens and uh, being very inclusive. I think a lot of the times the tenant tenants don't get the um, the service levels 
that yep. should that should be uh, that should be produced across the entire business. It's it's the same with land uh, with vendors and buyers. I think everyone needs to be on the same playing field, and there's opportunities everywhere. There's opportunities oh, yeah. to mm-hmm. build business to to make an impact on your marketplace um, and to change people's lives. That's that's one of the things I've always said. Like whether you're buying, selling, renting, we're in the position where we're changing people's lives, moving families from home to home, people getting putting people in their first home, uh, um, assisting people with buying their first investment properties, managing their biggest assets. Uh, these are all big ticket items in people's lives. Yeah, that's right. And and we're the ones at the forefront of it. We're the ones driving that. It's a really important job that we're fa- people always say. Oh, people always say, "Oh, I'm just a property manager." You're not just a property manager. You're, no such thing. Quite, mm-hmm. quite often, the, the the property manager is looking after 100, 150, 200 million dollars worth of properties um, across across their portfolio. That's a big deal. That's a that's, that's right. a huge yep. portfolio, yep. Um, and something that you should be proud of. Yep. That's right, and it's and I've said this countless times to people. You know, look at the don't look at the one property. Look at the quantum. Look at, at everything that you're doing in 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 that portfolio of properties, and the number of lives and the number of conversations you have, the lives that you touch, and you realise then you start going, oh, okay, well, it's not. And you said before, you're not just a property manager because that covers the the, the range of things that that we, we we've just been discussing. That's look probably a, a really good place to to end this um nick i i'm really deeply appreciative of your of your time coming on because we, and we've actually gone over we've we've been to i try to keep these for about 30 minutes we're now coming up to 40 so it's, okay. it's just been one of those really nice engaging conversations i really really do thank you for your time nick georges atlas property group and head of lj hooker property management nationally again thanks for your time mate thanks Kurt. You've been listening to another podcast in the Influential Conversations series. This series is proudly brought to you by Tappy, helping property managers deliver a world-class maintenance experience to their landlords and tenants and providing a total property care solution. Inspection Express, the market leader in property inspection reporting and digital signature property documentation, giving you a seamless approach to the way that you manage properties and Agent Dynamics, the Australian market-leading team development ecosystem to help you nurture, grow, and retain your property teams since 2014. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next time for the next in this series.